This is Style and Confidence. I'm your host, Alisa, Editor-in-Chief of StylishCurves.com. Welcome to episode number five. All right, guys, so welcome back to episode number five. So I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm going to be talking about a very controversial topic, and I didn't want to just talk about this uh, particular topic just with my thoughts and opinions. I wanted to bring someone on who has had experience. So in tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about weight loss surgery. Now, weight loss surgery is such a controversial topic. Uh, Everyone has their own opinions about it, and I have my own opinion about it as well. I'm not as vocal about it, because I never want to offend anyone, but I'm also the kind of person who wants to learn. So today I have a very special guest. I have someone who has experienced and have gone and has gone through the weight loss surgery process. And I wanted to have her on today so she can share her experience with us, so she can give some of us who might have more of a negative opinion about weight loss surgery. Um, I wanted her to share her story. So today's guest is Melissa from Harlem, New York. Hey, Melissa. Hey, how are you? Well, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with me today. As I was just saying to my listeners, now when it comes to weight loss surgery, I do feel like it's such a huge controversial topic. I feel like a lot of people do think that it is an easy way out. I also think that a lot of people don't really understand what weight loss surgery is and the entire process of it. So instead of me giving my opinion on something I have no clue about or don't know anything about, uh, I wanted to definitely talk to someone who could give their firsthand experience. Now in society, we know a lot of celebrities who have had weight loss surgery. Um, I feel like for me, the most memorable person is Star Jones. Uh, You know, she is a lawyer. She used to be on, you know, The View. And she kept quiet about her surgery. And she got so much slack behind that for being quiet about it and not sharing it. And I was definitely one of those people who were giving her slack for it. Like, how are you not going to say you had it? And then it was like, well, why did you get it? You couldn't just work out. And I know that it's just not a black and white thing. Um, And then also in the plus size community, we've had designers like Ashley Nell Tipton, who she also announced last year on in People Magazine, or maybe two years ago in People Magazine, that she got weight loss surgery. And what I'm, what I'm understanding now, what I didn't before, was that it's just, it's not an easy choice, and it's not an easy process. So I wanted you to kind of just share your story with my listeners and with myself. Um, I want to learn, I want to understand, and I also want to, you know, and, you know, have the listeners just hear your story. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions about just, I want to get a little background about your confidence growing up and, you know, what was life like for you growing up? Well, I do thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share my story. 
growing up for me, I grew up um, in a very large family. And uh, basically, everyone in our family was overweight. And so I grew up as a, a chubby girl. Um, a matter of fact, I was the fattest one uh, or the heaviest one out of every last one of my friends. And it really wasn't, I was okay with it, you know, until I got in, I want to say, until I got into high school. So getting into high school, um, you know, I was dropping, you know, a little weight. But, you know, high school is when you're popular. There are lots mm. of guys. There's, yep. you know, everybody has boyfriends and stuff like that. Yep. And I, was, I felt I was kind of shunned mm -hmm. because... I was a little bit on the heavier side. And I think that's common that a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was on the heavier side. Curvy, right. but still, you know, on the heavier yes. side. And as I'm looking at her, she's definitely curvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, you know, my mom was a great cook. My mom cooked all the time. There was always food around and, you know, always food in the house. And one thing I didn't notice about myself growing up was if I got really nervous or, you know, I was stressed out, mm -hmm. I would stress eat. Mm -hmm. Or between biting my fingernails or eating, I think that was a way of soothing me. And then, you know, again, like I said, everybody had boyfriends except for me because I was on the heavier side. Okay. So... It wasn't great, you know, my confidence was not really low, but it wasn't where I felt it should have been. Mm -hmm. But I was still okay with it, you right. know. Uh, like I said, until I got um, in high school. When I was in um, junior high school, they, the kids used to tease me. They would pull my chair from under me. There were lots of bullies. And there were so many days that I went home crying because, you know, I wanted to, you know, be thin. And there was one girl that I, you know, grew up, um, we grew up with, and she never called me by my name. Mm. She gave me some initials. Mm. F-O-M. Fat. Oh, Melissa. No. So she gave me those initials. She and she was the only one. So every time I saw her, I knew I was never going to be called by my name. But she was would taunt me mm -hmm. and call me um, FOM. Oh, my gosh. That is horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And then everybody in the neighborhood became aware, mm -hmm. you know, because they were always asked, well, what does that mean? Well, she told the whole entire neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But they didn't say those things. They just wanted to know what they meant. But every time I saw her, she made me feel really down mm -hmm. about myself. Oh, man. So growing up with that, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, in junior high school, I was bullied, I was teased, mm -hmm. I was called fat so, I was called this, I was called that, you know, those types of names. So I did grow up 
um, like I said, in junior high school with that. Okay. Now, did you have like any um, mentors or people around you that were like uplifting you and, and telling you like basically, you know, your size doesn't determine your worth or, you know, ignore those kids. Like, did you grow up with any, I guess, like body positive role models at that time? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. I didn't grow up with, you know, any positive uh, body mentors or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, of course, you know, when you go home crying all the time mm-hmm. and you tell your mom, oh, they teasing me at school, they saying this. Of course, your mom, you know, she's going to be, oh, don't worry about them. Don't later for what they say. But words do hurt. Mm-hmm. Words definitely hurt. I agree with that. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> hurt. I definitely, that's what I, I, I want to say. Maya Angelou said that, you know, you will always remember how people make you feel. And I feel like words will definitely mm-hmm. always stick with you. What people yeah. say. Yeah. It, 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 it makes you feel a way. Yes. So, you know, I think that's definitely horrible. But I think that there are women who other women who've grown up like that you know most definitely yes i'm 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 sure of it it, it mm-hmm. wasn't until you know i got in high school mm-hmm. um like i said and like i said everybody had boyfriends everybody and i never felt like i was gonna get a boyfriend because of my size mm-hmm. so but I did, I did, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, because when yeah. you're fine, you're fine. Yeah, I, I did, but yeah, yeah. It wasn't my looks, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I just thought nobody's going to want me this size. Nobody okay. is, you know, you know, is going to uh, want me at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, um, you know, my high school sweetheart, I guess he proved me wrong about that. But what... Um, helped me, I think, in high school get the weight off was it, and I definitely didn't change my eating habits. I mm-hmm. still ate the way I ate, mm-hmm. but I played handball a lot. I oh, don't know old if you, school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you young kids know about that, but we, we, I used to play handball mm-hmm. from sun up to sun down, mm. even in school. That's definitely a New York thing, especially in Harlem. Yeah, so definitely in school, Mm -hmm. um, in high school, when I used to cut class, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad my mom's not here to hear me (laughs) say that today, but I had a best friend where whenever we cut class, we was in the handball court. Mm -hmm. So playing handball from sunup to sundown, I definitely did begin to lose weight okay and you know still curvy Mm -hmm. but i did lose uh i did use a drastic amount of weight and i felt good because Mm -hmm. um i had a sister who was a seamstress so when i started losing weight i would go um I started taking my clothes to her, mm-hmm. and she was like, girl, you're using all this weight. What are you doing? And I said, playing handball. That's mm-hmm. all I did was play handball. And I also can remember um, this part. Um, we grew up, and we had um, these guys who was a basketball. Was a, wait, they played basketball. So 
they needed cheerleaders so we have formed a cheerleading group and i was the heaviest mm -hmm. you know of everyone mm -hmm. being on that um cheerleading group mm -hmm. and so we had gone out to do this cheer doing halftime of the game and um the person that was supposed to catch me she said i'm not catching that mm. you know fat you know what no and she said it as i did a tumble you know, mm -hmm. we had to stand up, you know, land on our hands with our feet mm -hmm. in the air. And, of course, our dresses came down, but we had shorts so under them. Mm -hmm. But she said, I'm not catching her. And everybody was caught except for me. Oh, no. Yeah. Everybody no. got caught except for me. And when she did not catch me and when I fell, I did fracture my oh pelvic my bone. Gosh. My pelvic bone was fractured. And so that made me feel like, you know, I didn't want to come outside anymore. Mm. I only came out when it was necessary to go to school, you know, go to the laundry mm -hmm. or, or something like that. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it, it had gotten pretty bad. So I only had a selected amount of friends that mm. I knew because so i isolated myself and i wasn't around lots of people anymore so i basically stayed with the families that did not you know tease me about my weight or you know say anything negative so my feelings um would, wouldn't be hurt or would be hurt, um, you know, growing up, you know, even as it is today, kids are very mean. Yes, that's so true. Um, kids are definitely very mean. Adults <laughs> are even more mean. Um, you know, I, I know that you've experienced a lot of, I guess at that time you could say that was a lot of bullying going on. Oh, yes. Um, because of your size. Um, one of the things I like to ask people, because uh, for me, um, I don't know if you ever listened to, I guess, my first episode, I shared a little bit of my journey of self, of body confidence and self-confidence. Um, I've always felt like I was fine and I was comfortable with my size, but I always felt it was other people who weren't comfortable. So right. they, you know, projected their insecurities upon me yes. when I thought I was okay. So I, I want to know from you, though, even though you've experienced all of that, you know, all of the mean and hateful comments, how did you feel personally? And the reason why I want to ask you that question is because one of the things I try to tell my listeners and my blog readers and social media followers is what you think about yourself is so important. And I think it's, it's something that we have to pay attention to. So going through all of that, how did you feel about your your weight how you look like how did you feel personally about yourself when it came to you know your your uh your body and just who you were as a person even at even in high school well i i wasn't confident mm -hmm. but i wasn't you know so outward about it either mm -hmm. so i 
it appeared to other people because I've had people come up to me and say to me, um, well, it seems like you okay, you know, with your weight, but little did they know I never really was. Okay. So I also, again, talking about circles, I stopped being around people and I would just hang around my family, mm -hmm. you know, my cousins and mm -hmm. those types of people because I knew they wasn't going to tease me. I wasn't confident, you know, about myself at all, but I disguised it. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I disguised, you know, there was... I felt, you know, I'm not going to allow anybody to see that I'm uneasy about this. Mm. But deep down inside, I was so uneasy, mm. very uneasy about it. And, you know, my other part was, you know, I'm six or seven years old, maybe eight or nine, you know. And at that time, my mom would make me put on girdles and a stuff seven? like that. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. And I was always embarrassed, you, you know. But no supposed uh, to be seven with a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to let that hang. Listen, mamas out there, don't be putting that on your children. Well, my mom, <laughs> my, well, that's what my mom did. Mm -hmm. She you know, made me wear girdles or she bought, you know, um, stuff that she bought for herself. And I was like, well, my mother wearing this. Why I got to wear this? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it was because, you know, she, I felt like maybe she was embarrassed about me too in a oh, way okay. so she always made me wear girdles and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i guess that's holding it in or whatever mm -hmm. um and so i was always ashamed to take off my clothes around people mm -hmm. or get dressed around you know other uh females mm -hmm. in a room or something because when i took my stuff on i had a whole girdle and a long line bra on mm -hmm. you know wow. where you know so that was you know something that you had to deal with i had to deal with yes now at what point or i guess at what age did you maybe start feeling more confident in yourself well like i said in high school i did lose the you know a lot of weight so did you feel like weight did you feel like weight loss helped you with confidence or weight loss definitely helped me with confidence okay because you know weight loss and and i'm just speaking from yeah, my course, experience you know is that yeah. now you know i i can wear you know clothes just like everybody else can you mm -hmm. know i didn't have to be ashamed of anything mm -hmm. so i wasn't shopping in the plus side section anymore mm -hmm. i mean again i was still curvy but right. you know i had a small waist but everything else was nice and juicy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um where clothes was concerned, losing that bit of weight, you know, I I was confident. I was okay. confident about that. But the weight gain came back mm -hmm. um, after having my first daughter. Okay. So I was 18 years old mm -hmm. um, with the baby and married. Okay. At that age. That's a lot. And <laughs> that's when the weight 
I not that I didn't care about it, but I felt like it was nothing I could do. I started get I had high blood pressure, mm-hmm. you know, at that age, mm-hmm. and again I was overweight. You know, the weight started coming back, and I don't even think during that time that I even fought anything. You know, okay. I was like, all right, oh well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you was just like, you know, this is this is my body right this now. This is my and body. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So if anybody, you know, I wasn't, I'm not a mean person or that kind of person, but I think it showed up, my frustrations later in life showed up in my attitude because I started fighting people. <laughs> back you know not that you you know i started standing up for myself so if somebody said something you know Mm -hmm. negative or you know you get on the train and you can't fit in the seat you know and it's a, a chair where you say oh my god i am so tired and i have such a long ride mm-hmm. you know but i was embarrassed to sit down and this one day i was so so tired I, i'll never forget that mm-hmm. um I was coming from work, and I was so tired. It was a long day, and there was a, a end seat, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the seats they have in front of the conductor booth, mm-hmm. those two seats, just the two seaters. Yeah. So the guy, he seemed like he was the littlest one, and I kept, I kept looking at the seat, trying to measure it to my body and hoping, well, you know, I'm going to go sit down, and I think I can fit in there. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to squeeze in that seat it wasn't as large as I thought it was Mm -hmm. or I was bigger than I thought I was okay so that guy said you're gonna come over here and sit your f you know fat Mm -hmm. a a you know know, over here in New York (laughs) City yeah and I I just cursed him out I, Mm -hmm. I cursed him out because you know again now I'm standing up for myself right but definitely wasn't confident where weight okay. was concerned. So you felt? Do you feel like throughout your entire maybe, not your entire, but do you feel like that you really didn't have confidence even as an adult? I didn't have confidence. Well, I didn't have confidence as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I was experiencing. Uh, not worrying about it anymore because mm-hmm. I didn't realize or understand, you know, during my younger years that some men like heavy women, mm-hmm. you know, and I had one of those two, one of one or two of those relationships where mm-hmm. they didn't care about my weight, mm-hmm. but that made it worse for me because they didn't care about my weight. Mm-hmm. I got comfortable. Oh, you know, right. I have somebody now, mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about this anymore. Right? Don't have to worry about it, but I did have to worry about okay. it because during those times they brought on some health issues mm-hmm. that. I don't feel someone in their 20s should have those kind or of their 30s mm-hmm. should have. Okay. Um, you know, cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. um, uh, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, diabetes, mm-hmm. and, you know, those types of illnesses. Mm-hmm. I, st- I developed those, and it, it just progressed as the years, you know, went on, and even being placed on 
blood pressure medication or, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things or uh, uh, cholesterol problems. But it didn't make it easier. Mm-hmm. My health continued to go downhill. Okay. And do you feel like your health was going downhill more so as, not naturally, but do you feel like you just wasn't being active, you wasn't watching what you were eating, um, or were you the kind of person that was doing everything, as exercising, eating, trying to do everything right, but nothing was working? No, well, I wasn't exercising, um, you know, but I felt, you know, I actually, you know, was an MA mm-hmm. back in those days, so seeing patients, I would run from the back office to the front office, mm-hmm. down the hall. So I think that was more so, you know, of where I got my exercise from. But because I was in a relationship with somebody who the weight didn't bother them, I didn't look, uh, you know, change my eating habits or right. anything like that. I would say that they pretty much got worse okay. because I was comfortable. Right, you just got comfortable. Yeah, so you I just got really comfortable. focused on like, okay, let me, you yeah. know, work out a little more this, mm-hmm. you know, every day or whatever. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. So what is, so you having the health issues, do you, is that the, the reason why you decided to get uh, weight loss surgery? Well, actually, my reason for getting the surgery is not something that I really chose, mm-hmm. and I'll explain that. Um, as I said, I developed so many health issues. Like I said, I had high blood pressure. I had um uh, cholesterol. I had um, GERD. Um, I had diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I start having problems with my back. Mm-hmm. I start having problems with my knee. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor said, well, you know, you're going to have to have a knee replacement because you're too heavy. Mm-hmm. And your knees are not going to be able to hold your body. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a knee replacement. But every time I went to the doctor to see my primary care physician, my A1C was always like 14.1 or Mm -hmm. 14.2. My blood pressure was always, you know, elevated. I started, was having chest pains. Uh, There was so many issues, and I didn't realize that I was basically dying a slow death. Mm. My mom had cardiovascular problems. My grandmother, all of those illnesses run in um, my family, my mom's side Mm. of the family. So when I began to develop all of those things, and every three months since 2005, I had diabetes. Mm And my A1C level, you know, never went down. Mm-hmm. It was always high. And so one day I went on a, to my doctor and he said to me, he said, you know, he's, he had been my doctor, you know, this time for years, from 2004 um, up until present. And he mm-hmm. said to me this day, I came in and he said, you know, I really hate to see you coming. He said, because every time I see your name, 
on my schedule, I says, oh, Lord, what are her labs going to be like today? What's going to happen today? Okay. And so when I went that day, um, you know, he gave me what my lab results were from the month before. Mm-hmm. And so my A1C was still holding at 12 and 13.1 or 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Um, my blood pressure was still high. I still had cholesterol problems. I had GERD. I had all of these illnesses, shortness of breath. And he said to me, he says, you know, he says, you've been my patient for so very long. He said, and I never do this. He said, but you are a ticking time bomb. Mm. He said, I can't even say to you, you know, do you have a month to live, two months to live? He said, because your health is in such bad shape. He said, um, I just need you to do what I say. He says, you know, so because of all of these issues and your A1C level, the diabetes begin to affect my eyes. So, so many things was going on. So he said to me, he says, well, I want you to think about um, something. And I said, well, what is that? And he says, I would have never recommended this. He says, but... Every time you come, he said, I, I, and then sometimes if you miss appointment, I'm thinking, I hope she's okay, nothing happened to her. Mm-hmm. So it was actually um, something that he presented to me, which was the gastric bypass. He said, I'm re- referring you to see the nutritionist. He said, and if you want to live, he says, you need to follow everything I tell you. And when I left that doctor's office that day, I left in tears. Mm. I left in tears because, you know, I was worried about my kids. I don't know when I'm going to wake up. So many things was going on, you Mm. know, like I said, with my health. Mm -hmm. So I thought about what he said, and I agreed to it because I wanted to live. So you felt like having the surgery was basically... A life or death situation, and it was going to save your life. Definitely. It was a life and death situation. And, you know, my whole side, on my mom's side, everybody died in their 50s. Some, mm. you know, I have, you know, an uncle died at 52 from diabetes, mm. high blood pressure. You know, my mom. You know, she was just 55, mm-hmm. cardiovascularly enlarged hearts. And, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody, you know, on my maternal side, my mom's side, you know, they died very early. And when I thought about that and, you know, my primary doctor saying that I was high risk mm-hmm. and it was a matter of life and death for me, mm-hmm. That's when I made my decision because it was. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, you know, people, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, you just stop eating and you just do this mm-hmm. and you just do that. Well, I was going to ask cause, because this is where I feel like it gets controversial when it comes to weight loss surgery. It's like, why not work out? Why not get on a diet plan and work out when your health gets to a point where you feel like, okay, this is life or death because I think one of the, the myths I also feel like was is people always think that it's only plus size people that get faced with bad health issues mm-hmm. and you know how bad health issues can happen to anyone at any size but in this case so we're talking about you know plus size people so 
why not? And I'm just asking the question because, like I said in the beginning, I was definitely one of those people that was completely against, you know, weight loss surgery. And it was just like, well, why don't you just work out and do what you got to do if, you know, your health gets to that point for whatever reason? So can I ask the question, you know, why not work out? Why not get a diet plan and, you know, take, you know, two to, you know, four months to try to get your health back together and lose the weight. Okay, I can definitely answer that. Because this is really also one of the big parts that I want people to to hear. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is not like a right or wrong kind of thing. It's just like, I, I just I just want the real of, you know, someone who, th- who did have the surgery, you know, to explain like why. Yes, and that's, oh, that's, that's cool. Yes, well... I did try Atkins. I did, you know, try, um, it was this one that they called, I believe it was called Medifast. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried that. I tried, you know, just different things. But, and this is no excuse, you know, when you have small kids or you have kids growing Mm -hmm. up and, you you know, you're not making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 shop for whatever's you know reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then I did not have the tenacity after working two jobs to be working mm-hmm. out or to do this. I was always tired and my knees always hurted. And mm-hmm. so I mean, not to say that that's an excuse, but. No, what you're saying, the real. Yeah, I I didn't have the willpower, Mm. like, to to continuously do it. But I did go on, you know, some different diets. diets, And, you know, I even went on um, phenamine, you know. Doctor was prescribing me that. Mm. But because I had high blood pressure, it was making me jittery and nervous. And I didn't like that feeling. So, I just felt like you know nothing was working nothing mm-hmm. was helping because i did try okay. i feel i right. tried at what i felt i can do you know i didn't have a trainer i didn't have you know any of that but as i said because of reaching almost 400 pounds mm-hmm. my knees couldn't take it mm-hmm. so that became an issue also with me exercising and doing those kinds of things. Okay. So it was kind of hard, you know, mm-hmm. when you have four kids or whatever, you're feeding them. And, you know, and again, that's not an excuse mm-hmm. because I did try, you know, different diets and they just didn't work for me. Right. They would last for a while. Mm-hmm. It would be okay for a while. And then I would fall back. Okay. So, I uh, know, that's definitely understandable. And I think even just... Uh, just trying to maintain, you know, anything like when you're dealing with kids and mm-hmm. you you got a full work schedule, you know, it does become hard. Mm-hmm. So when you decided to go ahead and get the surgery, what did you feel like? Were you nervous? Were you thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have this new body? Did you think like you were going to wake up, you know, like a hundred pounds, you know, less? <laughs> like what was going through your mind? Well, I was very, very nervous. But like I said, it was a matter of life and death for me, you know. Um, 
I had also had two strokes. Mm -hmm. I was paralyzed on one side Mm -hmm. one time. You know, the second stroke affected my memory. So I did have, you know, various, you know, like I said, health issues. Mm -hmm. I was scared because um, I know technology and stuff, you know, are more advanced in this day and time. Mm -hmm. But I was scared because there was always one lady that I used to think of that went to our church. And she was, oh, she was very, very heavy. And she went to have the surgery, but she never came out the hospital because she died after the surgery. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she died. So that made me nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to wake up. I didn't know what was going to be going on. But then I did see people who had had it. And they looked, oh, my God. It was like a metamorphosis. And Mm -hmm. they looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I wanted to be more healthy Mm -hmm. in my latter years because I have grandchildren, and I want to be able to be around to see them. I want to be able to go play with them at the playground. And I couldn't do all that with all of that weight on me, you know, always getting out of breath if I walked a half a block or, you know. So I was worried about the surgery. I was definitely worried about it. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so now you get the surgery. Mm -hmm. What was, like like after the surgery well let me just make a you know a little joke because if you like to eat oh you can definitely definitely (laughs) get it (laughs) and and i like to cook see i'm Mm -hmm. a great cook you Mm -hmm. know and and um if you like to eat that's one thing that you that that is definitely going to change Mm -hmm. definitely going to change all right so let me ask you this now i feel like everyone does know what gastric bypass surgery is but for that surgery what did they do to your body Well, what they do to your body is they cut your um, intestines and they reroute them. And that's very important um, uh, where that surgery is concerned for a diabetic. Because when you're diabetic, insulin does not flow through your system. So that's why people become diabetic. Mm -hmm. Um, because insulin, you know, from their body producing own insulin, it doesn't come through your body. So they reroute your intestines. So now when they do that, insulin can now easily flow. It will flow from them rerouting, you know, the large intestine, small intestine, and then insulin does come through your body. So after having that done, um... That helped with my diabetes. Okay. That helped with my diabetes. So did the surgery completely take away your diabetes? It took my diabetes away completely. It's been almost three years. It's been, yes, three years since having the surgery. So after having the surgery, like I said, it's been three years, and I was on four different um, insulins 
and I was taking insulin three times a day and it completely took my my diabetes away. I no longer take insulin. I no longer take um, high blood pressure medicine. I no longer take cholesterol medicine. And my labs for the past three years, my A1C level has been 5.1. Wow. And 5.0 is wow. you know the range that they use and classify normal okay. so it's i haven't been on any of those medications um for all uh, three years wow so what was life like post-surgery so what were you able to eat what couldn't you eat and most importantly how was that difficult for you because i know obviously you you can only eat less Mm-hmm. But, you know, how did you how did you deal with this whole new life that you were basically going to live after this surgery? Yeah, well, post-surgery, um, it was a little hard in the beginning because, like I said, you can't eat a lot. And after surgery, you know, your, 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 your physical body goes through, you know, certain things. And I'm a punk when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> pain being in my stomach and that is definitely you know one part of the surgery um is because when they do it you know now your uh stomach is filling with air and those types of things so that was a process that was very um difficult to go through they actually give you pain medicine but you know not being able to eat a lot and you know being on high protein diet you know those types of things and just following exactly what they say Mm -hmm. exactly what they said is what i did so i felt like i had help now that i can help myself Mm -hmm. you know i feel like in my in my head somebody says you know well uh help me help you Mm -hmm. so i felt that's what my doctor was saying to me help me help you so post-surgery like i said you know, you go through a little bit of pain, but it's 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 okay, you know, after some days, but not being able to eat a lot mm-hmm. and just seeing, oh my God, it's like when you have gastric bypass, it's like they say you lose um, 30 pounds, like you people could lose 30 pounds in a month, some people less than that. So... Once seeing all the weight come off, oh, that definitely gave me confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't eat over three grams of sugar, and I've been holding. I've been holding really well over the three years because I felt like I had help now. Okay. So. So why do you think? why do you think the surgery gave you confidence that you didn't have before? It gave me confidence because once I saw the weight come off, 
you know, I was able to shop in a regular size. I wasn't wearing 4X or 5X anymore. I went all the way down, you know, to wearing a medium, like a size 12 or 14. And that gave me so much confidence. I liked how I looked. I liked how I felt. My knees wasn't hurting. You know, none of those things was happening. And just being off of all of those medications definitely was, you know, something I felt that I've achieved in my life for the first time. Wow. So my question is, do you feel, are you equating, like, I guess, being smaller with being better? Yes. Mm -hmm. For me. For you. For me. Okay. Yes. I feel, you know, I do equate that, Mm -hmm. you know, to that. And why? Because, again, my knees aren't hurting. I'm not on any medication. Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, I'm not afraid anymore because being large and, Mm -hmm. you know, having all those health issues and being told you're a ticking time bomb, I feel like somebody gave me life. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I have life. Mm-hmm. And so I I just feel, you know, I know people would probably say, oh, well, didn't take all that, you know, or oh, all you had to do was this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. It is different strokes for different folks, but I felt I was dying. And, mm-hmm. and like he said, I was dying. So I feel better about me. Mm-hmm. I just feel better about me. You know, there, there are some things, you know, that people experience with the surgery. But, you know, hey, people hear fall out. It looks like, you know, people have been asked, you know, okay, well, have do you have cancer? Because, you know, you ha- there are some people we were in a support group, and, and, and those are one of, you know, the negative sides. So they have support groups. They have support groups, and they are wonderful because that support group is you can talk to people. You can ask questions that you don't know, you know, is this going to happen to me? But the support group gives you expectations mm-hmm. that in the event this could happen. Mm -hmm. So I feel it prepared me. It gives me somebody to talk to, you know, um, in three years, like I said, I was almost 400 pounds and I went down to 140, 145 pounds. But then I did gain like 20 pounds. So, you know, it's like, but now it's like I have a better grasp on what I eat. I have a better grasp because I don't ever want to go back to being that size Mm -hmm. again, you know, because like I said, you have um, breathing issues, all kinds of things. I just feel I have life now. Okay. All right. Now, do you think if you had a stronger support system when you were younger, you would have felt a little differently about yourself? Like your confidence would have been a little higher like if you you see how with the weight loss surgery you have the support group to help you understand life yes. after the surgery yes. um and to kind of encourage you so do you think that when you were younger and you were going through those situations with people at school do you feel like if you had people in your corner outside of you know your family but if you had people in your corner kind of building you up even at the size that you were in high school, you probably wasn't even really 
that big <laughs> in high school. But you know, back in the day, yeah. it, it was different. Yeah. You know than yes. than now. Yes. But do you think if you had people like uh, good body positive images, do you think that that would have helped you have better self-esteem early on? Yes, actually, I do. If I had, you know, a stylish curve or if I had. Well, thank you. Yes, I'm serious. Definitely. If I had someone like you, if I had a support group, I think. Life would have been different, mm-hmm. you know, back then. Um, just, you know, somebody to talk to about struggles, you know, um, you know, different issues like that. You know, I think I would have definitely succeeded a long time ago mm. instead of waiting until, you know, this day and age. Right. You know, no, I no, I, I, and, and that's I wanted to ask you that question because I feel like we live in a time now where there's so many body positive images. What you know, whether you agree with people being plus size or not, or whether you like being plus size or not plus size, I just think that we have more images that women can relate to as far as body types. Even I always love bringing up Serena Williams because mm-hmm. this is a very healthy, very muscular, very you know, chiseled woman who gets a lot of body shame Mm -hmm. because of her size. And like, she's the number one, well, was the number one tennis player or is the number one tennis player. This is a healthy girl, but because society couldn't handle her body type, her shape, you know, her thickness, you know, um, I just think that having someone like her, having someone like a Queen Latifah, having those images, I feel like if a lot of people in your time, in my time younger, if we had those images, I think we could have all had better self-esteem and even been more positive, you know, about our health. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of wanted to ask you that because I think that it's important, especially for those of you who are listening, it's important to be those positive role models to those little girls around you or to those other women around you. Sometimes you just need someone to give you that positive motivation or to, you know, be able to just sit and listen and talk to, just like you said, like be kind of a support group, you know, um, and I just think that is, you know, just super important. I, like I said, I was almost 400 pounds and I'm now down to 150 pounds. Okay. And again, I can breathe better. I can walk better. There are so many things that I can do now. And now that I do have control of it, I'm afraid to not be in control of it. Mm. But I just think that now, again, I do have a support group. There, you know, in that support group, there are so many people, oh, well, you know, they gained weight back, this, that, and the other. But it's so many of them holding you up. There's so many of them saying, well, this happened, that happened to me. It's so many of them, you know, that... Support is very, 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 very important. Mm -hmm. So like I said, now that I'm in control, I feel like I'll never be out of control again or not getting to the place where I was before. Okay. I I can definitely dig that. Now, what, what do you do now to maintain a healthy level of body confidence? So now that you've lost this weight and 
are you doing stuff to maintain the weight loss besides eating? Are you, you know, working out more? Um, like, what are you doing to just make sure that you never go back to feeling like that high school student again? Yes. Well, I did join the Y. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I was going and, you know, working out as much as I could, you know. Um, but now, you know, I might walk sometime instead of um, parking close to the store. I'll park far from the store and walk, you know, to um the, the store. I still watch what I eat. You know, I, I'm, you know, maintaining a high protein, um, still the main protein diet, eating mm. vegetables, you know, eating the proportions that I supposed to. Now I have cheated, you know, here and there with, uh, M&Ms or, you know, right. something that's sweet tooth. But then, you know, now I can go to somebody and say, well, you know, okay, I just keep on craving sweets all the time or something like that. And I, you know, have those support groups, whether, you know, there are a lot of support group, you know, uh, people in this support group. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I have access to the nutritionist at all times, mm -hmm. you know. So she'll, you know, they'll say, well, if you feel like eating something sweet, do this, do that. And actually, those things have worked. But I still eat me an M&M here or there. Okay. <laughs> now, did you have any complications with your surgery? Because that's also another thing that I feel like we hear a lot about is that how some people do have um, some complications. Like you said, you had you knew someone that lost their life after that surgery. Yes. Did you have any complications? And if you did, what were some of them? Well, I didn't have complications um, such as that. Um, I want to say there was a few things um, post-surgery that, you know, again, it, um, that affects my GERD, you know, um, now, or, you know, it, there, you know, just some things that I have been experiencing with my stomach. Um, so again, I try to be careful of what I eat or if I feel something is going to cause my stomach to hurt because sometimes, you know, things are different. Um, I used to be a person that I liked a lot of air, but sometimes, you know, I'm cold. There are t things with this surgery that I don't even recognize who I am anymore mm -hmm. because, you know, of now oh i i'm i'm cold i'm you know i'm cold like it's cold in here i never was like that i slept with air condition all the time so there are changes that your body do um go, go through but nothing huge mm -hmm. you know what would you tell your younger self what would you tell high school melissa that was dealing with the girl that made up this a whole acronym <laughs> about you <laughs> what would you now that you've gone through this experience and i even though you you chose to have the gastric bypass um i feel like sometimes going through something so major as a surgery can make you want to look back on your life and kind of start dealing with issues that you might have had you know from your childhood or from you know the beginning of your adulthood 
what would you tell your younger self knowing what you know now going through the surgery and you know going through this whole range of emotions with you know your body what would you say to young melissa well like i said because there are you know people like you who are very encouraging toward you know different body shapes or plus size or those things of that nature um i would say to the young melissa i would say girl get up get (laughs) up get your life and go on about your business you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't that serious you know but it felt that serious you know when people talk about you or say it to your face or pull your chair out so you can fall on the floor, those types of things. But I would tell her, girl, get up, you know, um, you can do this, you know, don't worry about what people say. I'll say that now because life is so much different, Mm -hmm. you know, this age, you know, this age, you know, is so much different, but, I feel like having this done, I've gone back and looked at the young Melissa, and I'll use my hands to wipe her tears away. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was beautiful. (laughs) That was beautiful. Um, Like I said, I wanted to talk about this subject because... You know, I just wanted a better understanding and I wanted other people to have a better understanding why someone would choose the weight loss surgery. And I think we have gotten to a point now in the in society where we don't have the old school way of thinking when it comes to plus size women, men, or just fat people, if we want to just keep it real and say that. Whereas I I feel like it's just such a new breed where people are confident in their Mm -hmm. skin being plus size. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there are people who do struggle. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, one of my goals now that I've, you know, I've been um, in this whole like blogging, fashion realm um, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm kind of bridging the gap of both sides of people who are right. confident in their skin right. being, you know, the size that they are and people who are saying, you know, I, this is the body that I have, but it's not necessarily the one that I really am confident in and just trying to get people to, you know, understand each other. I think right. it's, it, right. we have to be able to understand each other. And, you know, kind of know where people are coming from. Just like everyone doesn't have a sad, fat person story. Like, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, exactly. But the, I, I feel like in this day and age, there are different words that are used. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, they just going to call you fat. Right. Not P-H-A-T, but <laughs> F-A-T. You know, they're just going to call you fat. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me is degrading someone. But in this day and age, they have words like curvy girl. Mm-hmm. They have words like P-H-A-T. <laughs> they have, you know, those types of words. Mm-hmm. Not words that are degrading, like mm-hmm. just fat, pig, mm-hmm. you know. So their terms of, their terminology now, mm-hmm. if, we ha- if I had that back then, I don't think I would have taken it that serious. But... The, you know, this time, this day and age, 
those words change the game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I do think that now it, the, the society we live in has definitely made it a, a, a lot more easier growing yes. up for a lot of young young girls, young yes. boys to be confident in their skin. Yes. And that's why I was saying, like, it's so important to have, you know, different, to have size diversity mm-hmm. on, on television mm-hmm. and magazines and everything because, you know, people want to see people that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also why I like that Monique does like on her Instagram, she shows herself working out, Mm -hmm. you know, and as we, you know, even though Monique has lost a lot of weight, but you know, I feel like you can see that she's still a voluptuous woman, Mm -hmm. but you also see her saying, I'm taking my health into consideration. Um, just like I, just like I believe that every fat person isn't unhealthy. I think there are healthy fat people. Um, but I also think that we have to just as much as we say we can say you know let's be confident in the skin we're in but i do think we also have to believe in healthy curves as well yes you know we have to make sure that we are taking care of our bodies and i feel like that's what um someone who does get the gastric bypass and someone who doesn't and says i'm gonna just work out i feel like y'all can see eye to eye that way like health is important regardless of what size you are because you can be a size two and super unhealthy yes you know what's good for you may not be good for me and what's good for me may not be good for you Mm -hmm. so however you get there you get there yeah you know However you get there, you get there. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Stylish Curve. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you so much for being uh, positive and just being who you are. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, I had a ball talking to Melissa. I feel a lot more educated, you know, just talking with her. And I definitely uh, feel like my my judgmental spirit (laughs) about gastric bypass has gone away. (laughs) That's good. You know, and again, this is not to advocate for anyone to get it or to not get it. This episode is all about trying to understand people who have different views, you know, than you have on this particular topic. You know, everyone's journey is different. Um, You know, I, I believe in, you know doing things for yourself you can check out episode number four where i was talking about five ways to be more body confident um and i think and and my number one tip was you know to be honest with yourself on how you really feel about you know your body and if it's things that you want to change then it's okay to change them but if you feel happy in your skin truly truly happy then be happy in your skin and not allow others to dictate you know how you should feel about you um so i really just appreciate melissa so much for you know stopping by and and talking to you guys and to me and um i'm just you know super grateful so um i can't wait to chat with you guys again next week in the next podcast if you have any questions for me remember you can send me your questions over at stylishcurves at gmail.com and just 
just put in the subject style and confidence podcast. So this way I'll know that those are questions for the podcast. Also send any um, episode ideas you might have that you want me to talk about. But thank you guys so much for checking out episode number five. And I will check you guys out next week. Bye.